1: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 8, Episode 9, titled Carson Kressley, This Is Your Gay Life. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one eloquent co-host from the podcast. Oh, I guess from Bloody Podcast. Please say, oh, twirl, bitch, to Miss Lorian K. Rockingham. Hello, I gotta tell you, I genuinely thought... Okay, so everyone should know, Taylor the Latte Boy couldn't be here today because... And we'll explain this in a bit, but because of all the construction going on my house and he's on the East Coast, we couldn't get times to work that worked. And so, like, Lori kind... Well, Lori was going to join us anyway, but now it's just me and Lori. Uh, because we're doing it at a time that's not convenient for Taylor. But I I don't know why I legitimately thought this. I thought Lori's Aunt Kathy... Was going to also be a co-host. So I pulled um, I pulled a clip zero for her. Do you oh, want to hear it? Oh, great.
2: Yeah, let's, let's play it. I have no panties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone who listens to the public feed, Lori's aunt doesn't like to wear uh, panties.
2: She doesn't like to wear underwear to bed. And Joe makes it seem like it's something crazy.
1: Well you're not giving you know if you're not listening on talk you're only getting half the stories that's not the whole story also star the doesn't story, like to
2: wear underwear to bed
1: yeah but Star's your fiance. people don't know is there was a when Lori. i don't know if it was when she first moved in with her aunt yeah i was, was roughly about deep, yeah, when first... first moved in the first room the room that Lori was gonna sleep in wasn't ready or something And so she had to share a bed with her aunt, and her aunt was trying to convince her to take her panties off the way she did. She never
2: tried to convince me. She was just justifying why she was doing it. She was sleeping
1: in a bed with her knees with no panties on.
2: You're making it sexual. It's not sexual. Anyway, so everyone
1: listening, uh, Public Feed especially, uh, also Patreon. There is major drama going on in this house, and you actually want to hear about it. Join at the executive level or above, but because of that, um, we're actually staying in a hotel. But I've come back to the house despite all the dust, despite all the debris. Uh, I've, I've exposed myself to carcinogenic chemicals just so I can bring you a great show. And Carson, uh, but you're a
2: good, carcina, yeah. carcinogenic
1: okay. carcinogenic. Uh, we are going to, uh, but you're going to hear possibly, we'll see how the audio comes out, fans, my, I have to keep my window open, because it's also very hot here, we can't run the air conditioner, oh, it's a whole drama,
2: anyway, Does that kind of remind you of that time you recorded a bloody podcast episode with us?
1: (laughs) Oh my, you know what, that's a very good point, like, except, no, even I... I'm all, oh you know what it's gonna be too hot my comfort is more important let me open the window I did a sh- Lori asked me to do an episode it's the one with Sonya the Golden Hand yeah
2: right? yeah it was this like Russian thief uh female yeah. thief and if you want to hear yeah. it look for uh, uh bloody podcasts
1: bloody podcasts Sonya the Golden Hand and and we were at Lori's co hosts apartment and it was boiling hot that day and um they would not open a window for the audio quality as if the fucking they're doing this american life in this apartment it was it was very very difficult i was dying sweating like a pig i think did i comment on it during the episode or i stay quiet about it
2: (laughs) did you no you were so demure we were like joe we didn't even realize there was an issue of course you commented it was like the only thing you could talk about it was so hot in there what was crazy is we did have windows open. We just couldn't turn the fan back on. We had the windows open, but it was but still Lori, too hot.
1: Look, this is, you know, the biggest podcast in the history of podcasts. I have a fan on. I have two fans going. I have a window open. People are playing music outside. I don't know if that's going to get picked up. Anyway. Um. Anyway, so you. Need, I, I'm going to need your support more than ever. Go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and join to get this show early. No commercials uh you get all kinds of there's a ton of content right now i don't know what's going on it's so funny i couldn't be crazier and we have more content than ever all right this week the queens get together to roast judge carson kressley on the main stage the category is snow bunny later jimbo was named the top all-star of the week with all three of the remaining queens up for elimination on the main stage jimbo faced lip-sync assassin silky nutmeg ganache and in a surprising twist Jimbo won the lip sync and the right to send someone home. After a dramatic pause, Jimbo revealed the name on her lipstick, Alexis Michelle. Lori, share your thoughts on that lip sync, and do you think the right person went home?
2: Yes, and also I feel like the, the lip sync itself was was humorous. And look, Silky, I feel like is she is a good lip synker, but she's not necessarily the most the funniest person even though she likes to think that she is and so yeah i feel like jimbo won the the lip sync and i'm glad that alexis michelle went home because i found her insufferable during this episode oh you did yeah
1: i would actually talk okay well let me give my answer then I'll, i'll talk about this a little bit
2: um i thought the lip sync was
1: fantastic i love a crazy unhinged lip sync jimbo has done this character before i think jimbo should probably just do this character every lip sync it seems to bring out a side of her that lets her have fun and not be as stiff with a lip sync yeah of course it turns any lip sync into chaos you know yeah but that's but you know to be honest with you that's kind of what this show needs it's so stale stale, this well not the show the format of this show is so stale that something like this at least once we got it now she probably should have done it earlier What i'm saying is so refreshing. But you know, she did it, and she won, and she, rightly so. Also, yeah, they were talking about Silky Nutmeg and Nosh. I was like, oh, now, this is a true lip-sync assassin. She, before this All-Stars appearance, she was a horrible... Everyone knew she was a horrible... In fact, the the, the big joke is... Um, she, there was an untucked episode where she was really upset and she goes, and if I need to, she started taking her clothes off and like throwing it on the floor. If I need to lip sync for my motherfucking life, I will. And then she went out there and it was awful. It was
2: bad. It was yeah.
1: awful. That was the joke. She was so bad.
2: I was going to say, I think that was the reason when she went through that gauntlet, that that was why everybody was so surprised was because she had originally yeah. had just done so poorly. And then she was actually doing well.
1: But I'm also, I have to remember the gauntlet, yeah, I'm, I don't know, we'll see, I have to watch that gauntlet again with new eyes, but I just, I wouldn't know if I would call her necessarily a lip-sync, I guess technically speaking she is, but like, I don't know. She's definitely um,
2: not up there, I'm trying to think of like, you know, the only person for some reason I can think of is Trina the Tuck Taylor, like she, I don't think she would win against her, she's not, she, but I think that she has, she has her own comedic n- niche for lip-sync that I think makes her, can make her unique, especially if you put, pit her against like, um, you know, somebody who does maybe a more serious or, or dancey lip sync. Uh, but when you go up against another, somebody else who's kind of chaotic and comedic and isn't afraid to like, and also, I mean, not to be sizes, but also can do more things than she can do. Then, you know, yeah, of course I don't, I, I as soon as like, they started i was like jimbo's gonna win
1: yeah this is an outfit it's just throwing baloney all over the place
2: yeah um so what what i was gonna talk about earlier was
1: alexis michelle has sort of really it's it's the weirdest redemption i've ever seen i was talking about it yesterday i think i've talked about this in the show uh i think we might as well talk about it since she's gone is that on her original season, season 9, she behaved exactly the same way. And everyone hated her, but maybe the way the edit was, or we didn't know her as well, or we didn't see that side, it seemed like it was intentional and calculated and she's being evil. And in this All-Star season, we've gotten to know a different side of her, and we start to realize, oh, I don't think she's aware of this, and I think she's genuinely a nice person who causes chaos and is not aware that she's causing chaos and is just sort of this agent of chaos but in like an innocent way. Yeah. So like now because she's so weird and dramatic and gay people are loving her and I'm one of those people now. I've, I've, been, I've been totally I've seen the light of what this is and now even whatever awful thing she does I don't find it insufferable. I find it like endearing because like oh she's like a child doing something. But you have a different take.
2: No. I mean, she even says in the thing, you know, she had told Ree I'm not going to forget that intimating that she was going to help save her. Right. And then she votes Ree off. And then when they ask her about it, she goes, oh, I meant that I would never forget. I meant that I just wouldn't forget about it. And I won't. And it's like, what the, you know, (laughs) like you, you, we, you, you know what that would mean to somebody in a competition. And you specifically said those words. And then you're now saying, claiming that you meant something completely different.
1: Well, I think you're highlighting. It reminds me of a thing that I've always talked about in terms of a Venn diagram of who gay men find attractive and who women find attractive, like straight women, straight cisgendered women. And, there is this Venn diagram where there are people that gay men are attracted to that a straight woman would never be attracted to. Probably most twinks fall in that category, right? Yeah. And then there are women, there are men that there's no gay man that finds that man attractive, you know? Like, I don't, there were, I remember this is an old one, so Robert would uh, say that he should be forgotten. But, like, I remember when I was a kid, there were some teachers at my at my grade school who just thought Sean Connery was, like, the sexiest motherfucker ever, right?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm like, there's no gay man that finds Sean Connery hot. Maybe there are. Maybe I'll hear about it in, in messages and whatnot. But I think the vast majority of gay men, he's out of their Venn diagram. Same thing probably with, like, maybe, like, a Harrison Ford. I don't know. You never hear gay men going, like, oh, my God, Harrison Ford. Maybe a you know? young
2: Harrison Ford, but I don't know about Maybe, now. yeah. Well, what about, like... Uh- Gwen Stefani's husband. I forgot his name. Oh, uh, Blake uh, the Shelton, country singer. Yeah, Blake Shelton. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe he's in that. I don't hear it, but maybe there are because times are changing. But like, you never hear about Blake Shelton, and then you mentioned somebody else. Right, mean, I thought of somebody. Oh, like, are gay men really into Ryan Gosling as much as women are?
2: Uh why, Who was Ryan Gosling again? Was that the one whom it was married to? La La to? Land. Oh, oh, oh! I I would probably say so. I'm sure there's probably a lot of Ryan I never Gosling. hear
1: gay men talking about how hot Ryan Gosling is. I feel like it's a women thing, you know?
2: Yeah. I could be wrong.
1: I could be. Maybe I'll be corrected. Maybe
2: Can I I'll tell you that I don't really get Ryan Gosling? Like, I don't get why he's popular. He. It seems to me like all he does is just he, he just he, he just stares at people, and then everyone's like, he's such a good actor. And so I, I don't get it.
1: There are some stars that there's a, a, a defining character that people fall in love with. And I think with Ryan Gosling, I think a lot of women fell in love with that character from The Notebook.
2: That and then also Drive. That was a big one, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. After La La's, anyway, I, th- to finish my point, I think Alexis falls in that where, like, this is a, a drag queen or personality that gay guys – fall in love with and get behind but like anyone outside of that is like no she's a horrible human being but we're
2: like we love her
1: you know like
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i will say yeah gay men do tend to have they do tend to love problematic uh yes. people
1: yes uh we so do.
2: and i i i may be lesbians also in that category but um yeah who would be a lesbian that i just wouldn't get
1: i'll be honest with Alan- you Tignataro, I don't really get it. I had a straight friend write to me and go, like, what, what? Why do people love Tignataro? Sometimes I'm like, I,
2: don't I don't get it. it. So, you know, it's just, yeah. it,
1: it, no, well, I. Well, this goes back to my whole there are these people that Hollywood decides. And I mean, Hollywood is a collective idea. That not the city of Hollywood. <laughs> wondering if any of the, the, the city council meeting and everything.
2: They had a count, yeah. Um, Guys, but like we have to. In the the budget requires us to find who is attractive for gay men and lesbians. Yeah, we have to do it.
1: But like the, the Hollywood, or the collective idea, they they have these certain darlings that they're like, oh yes, this is one of those people. And sometimes, by the way, sometimes they they agree with the public. Yeah. Right? Um, but there are these darlings that they're like, oh and I feel like Tignataro is that person not that people dislike her, but they've been they've really tried to make her a thing, like a big thing, and it just never lands with the general public. I find her I don't don't
2: actually know if I find her attractive, but I do find her very funny so i don't even find her that funny oh i love have you ever heard her cancer album that she did i know she- that was
1: the famous one i haven't heard it but maybe i should it so was good
2: it was good her. i liked it but i mean even more than that is her stuff where she you know actually like she she's also really good live i feel like she's a oh good- she is yeah oh, that
1: could be you know there are some comedians i've talked about this who they weren't that famous but they were like masters of their craft in the in the room on the yeah. stage like God, I've seen Robert Schimmel a few times in person and just so he's dead now, but so fucking funny. Really? If you wanted to watch a a master comedian just hold a room in his hand and just control them like Robert Schimmel was one of them, but was never super famous ever. Yeah. Was just a working comic. You know, who who I didn't find
2: funny when they were a lesbian was Elliot Page. Uh, Not funny. Sorry. uh, Attractive. Um, Oh, but you
1: you find him attractive as a man
2: no what i thought was so funny was not funny haha but like i remember when people when when they came out when he came out as as a lesbian i was like they're like a little boy like they look like a little like i was like i don't (laughs) i don't find them attractive so when he when he said oh i'm trans i was like this is the this is like literally a straight shot like i could i go this makes total sense this is the one that I've seen that I was like, yeah, that I get that. Yeah, cuz you look like a little boy. <laughs> so now that they're Elliot Page, I mean they I'm I'm happy that they're living their truth and you know, I don't still don't find them attractive, but I mean it's who gives a shit? But it's like I I was just yeah, everyone was fawning over them when they were a lesbian. I was just like, no, they look like a little boy. <laughs> so. Lori
1: gave me Elliot Page's number.
2: I did. I I sent you a copy of page boy for your birthday
1: uh after lala's elimination we learned the vote was unanimous for lala to go home and the girls discuss alexis's apparent betrayal of lala re the next day rupaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge it's the roast of carson kressley in the workroom alexis as the winner of last week's challenge determined the lineup candy doesn't know what an equestrian is finally jimbo plans to roast carson as Joan Rivers. Laurie, I I'm not gonna say nothing happened. I got some criticism last week on the Discord by somebody, I won't say who, Tom Bombs, <laughs> who said that um he didn't really
2: let me actually pull it up. Do you think you should pull it up and read it? The feedback? No, I don't I don't think you should. I don't think it it's not that important. Yeah, and by the way, people,
1: I think people were afraid. There, there was a little bit of an escurred of everyone in the Discord where they were like, like but I, I wasn't offended. I think it was, I like when people give me fair criticism. I mean, he was fair, constructive criticism, but he just, the, he was just like, why weren't there songs? Well, that part, I don't, I don't know about that, but like, why weren't there songs or something to make up for the fact that um, there wasn't, yeah. uh, you know, the problem with that is, is I would have to know in advance that nothing's going to happen. I didn't know that was going to happen. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, do I, "I'm going to write a song right now." Anyway, so a lot of things happened, Lori. <laughs> so let's talk, let's talk about. Did you have any ideas or notes of anything that happened? Can we right there?
2: Can we? Can they just stop where when it's a majority of voting, but one is for the other person? Can they just stop trying deconstructing that one vote? Like we all know. It's because La voted for uh, Candy or um, not Candy. Sorry. Well, was there a, was there a big discussion about yes. this? I don't remember that. Yeah, they they literally were like, "So what I'm gonna what I assume is that this vote was for La Ree voted, you know, against. I forgot who was in the bottom but it, it was uh candy oh it was candy okay so i was like i a la la voted against k so i'm just and then everyone was like yeah that makes sense and it's just like no shit <laughs> like we really <laughs> we really need to take the time to be like i i'm pretty sure that this is the. Like, and I, I mean it's just like it was so it's so stupid so uh have we gotten to the actual line the my question is have we gotten to the actual lineup yet or are we just getting to the like we
1: can we we can talk but before we talk about the lineup the actual just lineup what so do you feel i mean we talked about this at length last week but there's been a lot that's happened since and and alexis over explained in different ways but do you feel alexis I, I get the hint that you think she did but do you think she betrayed la la
2: yes She betrayed Lala. She told her specifically, I will never intimating that this. And then she chose her. And also, like, the thing that I think is so. Here's another reason why I think Alexis Michelle is terrible. Okay. I think she's trying to faux manufacture these uh, relationships so people will ship her and this other person. And then but then she'll turn around and do shitty things to that person. So it's like I don't think you actually truly like them. I think you're just pretending that you might like them. Like and it's
1: performative. Yeah,
2: it's pre- like she did that with Candy in this episode, and so I just I I feel like she and she did that with Lala. She's like, no, I just meant that I and I I will never forget. And it was just like that. you that's so fucking stupid.
1: I guess this goes back to the conversation we just had when we were talking about Hollywood as a collective idea, pushing people forward that we don't understand why. And what I don't – because, you know, we, have, we can't forget that not only did Alexis vote for Lala to go home or, or choose Lala to go home, but the girls unanimously voted for Lala to go home. And um, my question is, is, like, what – speaking of, what is this hold – that candy has over the girls. I don't think she's particularly likable from what she've, we've seen. Uh, she truly has fucked up in the competition. It does feel and we'll hear it in the in the roast today, um, like she's being pushed uh, by the by production to be liked because they know she's going to go far, um, and so. I don't see, to me, it's apart from the promises, apart from the promises, it's an open and shut case to send Candy home. So like we were talking about, okay, well, who knows what's up with Alexis. But why are the other girls, Jessica and Jimbo, well, Jimbo has an alliance with her. But why did Jessica choose to keep Candy over La La What do you think is going on there?
2: I think it's like a cult, a personality. I think she's just such a big personality that I think that they're just drawn to her. Um, that I mean, that's do my... Do I have a personality like Candy Muse? No. I would say mm-hmm. that... Uh... Oh, I'm trying to think of a gra- drag queen that you do have a personality. Mistress Isabel Brooks? <laughs> no. No, you're not that insufferable. You didn't
1: like Mrs. Isabel Brooks? She was very popular.
2: I didn't like her. I mean, overall, I thought she was, you know, she was very funny unless there was a comedy competition. Um, And then she just didn't do very well. Um, But I... uh, Bianca? Yeah, I would say Bianca. Bianca Del Rio. You kind of remind me a lot. Yeah, you remind me a lot. And also, to be honest with you, a little bit of Jinx Monsoon oh how so um i i don't i feel like jinx monsoon just sort of like well like she i don't know if you watched her comedy special but she'll just like say or do like uh you know crazy things and then we'll work backwards and try and justify what she said and it's kind of funny to watch
1: how was her comedy special i haven't watched it
2: it was okay it wasn't it wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. But it was It was good. I mean, I bought it. So if you want to watch it, you can go on my Amazon. But All right, Laura, you want to talk about the lineup. Tell me about the lineup. So I just want to talk about Alexis's pick of the lineup right now.
1: Yeah, which let me just repeat for everybody. It was uh, Alexis, Jessica, Candy, and Mich- um, Jimbo. Yeah. She's, she sure does have to go first. Mm-hmm.
2: So I guess my question is, do you think that, Alexis just flat out doesn't understand how why the li- lineup is important. Or do you think that she genuinely thought, "Oh, because there's a small number of people, I'll put myself first and that will make me be remembered better than the other everyone else." I
1: want to hear your thinking on this because I might have a different well, p- viewpoint than you do.
2: I feel like Alex as soon as she said, "I'm going first," I said I th- I thought she's going home. She's definitely going home because she, in my opinion, that was the dumbest thing that she could have done um, is putting herself first. I mean, any, in reality, any other order except a first or last, I feel like. So she had put herself second or third. I think she would have been fine because as we'll see later on, even though in the, when she's doing the test run, it doesn't go well. She does have some funny-ish stuff in the, in the actual uh, roast, right? She has some funny-ish stuff. So I feel like if she had put herself second or third, she would have been safe. And then Coke, uh, Candy or uh, Jessica might have been in the bottom or, uh, you know, going home.
1: So I have a different point of view, but I'm willing to concede that everything – because my point of view is from an actual comic making a lineup of actual comics. And so there could be this thing – and I'm totally open to this – that that gets – that idea gets thrown out the window when it's all, uh, you know, lay people, amateurs, you know. Because I was going to say and that this is the the logic in a bunch of comics doing a roast is – you if you're setting the lineup and you're on the lineup that you do set yourself up first in a roast because you're going to get first crack at all the good jokes because the to- number of topics uh is limited to those people in the room you know and so you're going to get first crack at all the jokes however in a weird kind of way because alexis was not good i agree with you she probably should have buried herself more because all it did was highlight how she didn't hit those jokes Yeah. You know, and made her look worse.
2: And also, I will say that mm -hmm. when you when you're dealing with even though it's this is similar jokes, you know, I feel like the queens are adapt enough to be like, oh, what are you doing? You know, like your jokes might be similar to mine, so I'm going to switch it or, you know, something like that. And since it's such a similar style, they're doing essentially one liners, all of them. That you know you you don't want to be the first one, because the first person sets the tone and the first yes. person does all the hard work. Yeah, so true. You, so the first person, no matter what, is not going to be the unless, I mean, legitimately, unless you put Jimbo first. I don't see because I thought Jimbo did a fantastic job, and we'll, we can go over it. But unless you put Jimbo first, I don't see a realm in which anybody who's first. Doesn't end up. I in think the bottom. you got to put candy first. Yeah, you could put candy first. Even but though what, yeah.
1: I wasn't a big fan, I wasn't a super big fan of her set. It was the next strongest after Jimbo.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then if I were Alexis, I would have probably gone after Candy and then brought in Jessica and then Jimbo.
2: See, I would have done that I, if I. So I would have put. Um, I what I would have done was probably put. I was thinking Jessica first, but I would have put maybe either Jessica or Candy. I can, you know, you can make an argument for that. And then I probably would have gone third. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. But this is all coming if I were Alexis. And Now, be honest. If I were to do the joke, I put myself last, right? But um, in this lineup, in other words, if one of the girls wasn't there and I was there, if Becca DeBupo was there, Becca DeBupo would go last. So, yeah <laughs> all right so laurie
2: <laughs> back in the boop
1: here's what we're gonna do i'm going to read the workshop as a plot line okay and we can talk about it but like i told you earlier i've uh put the workshop jokes not the whole not the feedback but the jokes with the jokes in the row so we can compare them so let's talk about the actual jokes that we saw during that but if you want to talk about like michelle and alec mappa or whatever okay um we can do that all right on the main stage the girls workshop their jokes with michelle visage and alec mappa jessica needs to get meaner candy needs to articulate alex needs to cut the stories i'm sorry alexis needs to cut the stories and jimbo needs to make her jokes punchier uh it's elimination day and the girls get ready for the challenge meanwhile katya pays a visit to give advice but gives chaos instead um all right any thoughts on these workshops on elimination day what do you think Lori?
2: So in the beginning, when I saw, you know, Michelle Visage, my first thought was, why the hell do they keep having her be a critic? Cr- <laughs> somebody comedy genius. Yeah. Michelle Visage. Yeah. But I will say that I thought she gave good advice. Mm-hmm. I thought she gave good advice. I honestly felt like Alec Mappa didn't necessarily need to be there. He oh, wasn't really.
1: I felt I felt the opposite. I thought Alec Mapa had good vocabulary and good advice.
2: How funny. I felt like Michelle Visage was was saying basically the same things as Alec Mappa, and then Alec Mappa would come in and add sort of add to it. But it wasn't anything that was too. Look, I, I think Alec Mapa is very funny. Um, but again, I still feel like they need to have somebody on there. Who's a roaster. Roasting is such I a need specific. To bring on Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa like Lampanelli. I mean, hell even Nikki Glaser. Like, uh, roasting is such a, uh, a specific writing in a specific way that just tellings like, look again, I, th- I thought Michelle Visage overall gave good advice and I thought Alec Mapa, you know, was fine. Right. But they both don't know how to construct a joke that it was so generic. I mean, be well, meaner. What does that even mean? You know, I'm going to
1: tell you something. I'm going to give it a little sneak peek here. And this is one of the reasons why I put. The, the workshop with the actual jokes. I'm, this is a conspiracy theory. and I know people think we have a lot of conspiracy. Theory. I'm 90% sure they brought in someone to help them punch up the jokes. Oh, there's I'm, no way you yeah. go from that to what they did.
2: No. Or yeah. in my opinion, this, I had a a, a reverse thought, I, I, but I, I do, I could see that they had a writer that they, they wrote those jokes and then we're, like, you need to come up with something, like, that's really, like, beginner level. But I could see that with Alexis Michelle because Alexis Michelle was, like, I know how to tell jokes. And then told this, like, very corny, like, you know, well I forgot. Oh,
1: yeah, about the elephant and yeah. the... The green had the blue legs and then yeah the what green do you get legs. when
2: a... what what you know what do you what do you get or when why
1: a, did the elephant have three blue legs and one green rag, right?
2: leg? like and then it was like oh blue and blue and yellow make green and I got it I, this happens a lot in the in the this episode and and I just I feel like this should just be a blanket statement if you have to explain the joke it makes it infinitely less funny it yeah, kills the the such
1: get it get it it, it it's not gonna
2: also, the most
1: you're gonna get is a grudge. Why
2: did Alec Mappa and Michelle Visage have folders? Like, what were they writing? Why did they have like business folders with like they no? They have pets? to turn
1: in reports, Lori. <laughs> this is a real business, and they have to turn in reports. They all about had this. like
2: they came in, and they all had folders, and I was like, I don't see you guys writing anything down. <laughs> I don't see anything <laughs> being put in those folders. Like, I was just like, why do they have folders? It was just me that. And yeah.
1: Lori and that Michelle wears glasses, so she's serious.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I love.
1: Yeah. But yeah, um, love- any thoughts on the elimination day or anything? I just,
2: I don't know. I just felt like Kat, they, they. I felt like they brought oh, Katya yeah, Kat, in, yeah. in and then I thought there was going to be a big payoff. I thought they were going to have like, uh, we'll come to it, but at the very end of the, excuse me, at the very end of the roast, they, have, they go, oh, we have one other person. And I thought, oh, Katya is going to come out and she's going to do a roast about all the stuff that she learned from the thing. And it, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. It never pays off. It's never brought up again. And the only funny outcome from that whole entire thing was, I think it was, I think it was Jessica Wilde when Katya uh, was crawling. She goes, that's the most uh, well-dressed cockroach I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought that was genuinely funny. So I was like, all right, that's the funniest part of that whole thing.
1: This seems to be the theme of today's episode is, uh, or actually the season is Hollywood gets in their head, something that they want to force on us. I've said this in season seven. I think Katya is a fascinating reality show character and drag queen on the show in terms of, like, in other words, when she's... And I know that there's numbers and data that, you know, she's very popular and stuff like that, but I don't think she's particularly funny. You know, one of the finales I went to, I believe it was season eight, she and Trixie hosted the pre-show and they bombed so fucking hard. And I don't think... They, I think because Katya is funny as a character they think well then she must be funny as a host or a comedian yeah yeah and that's just not how it works yeah and i think she's just funny because she says random shit in this character katya but she's not a particularly funny person so i think even she was like i think you can see it it's i because someone said she didn't even tell us about comedy she just asked personal questions i think because she probably even felt uncomfortable giving advice on comedy
2: yeah and also, I could also see a thing where she had, like, an idea, right? But then it never was really fleshed out. And then the, they just were like, well, this is what we got. So they just edited, you know, they edited what they had. And then they were like, you know, all right, let's go. So I could, see, I could see that even being a possibility. But, yeah, it was just sort of like it was a nothing burger. It was just like, you know, there was really no point to it. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are going to dive right into the roast.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you, I want to write more in, a, in, a, in an Previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz, you know, wrote things. And then it seems now that I podcast, which is an, a, a great creative outlet, by the way, I just write less. And well, I do write a lot. I just, I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's drag race or whatever's coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing, and that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were and I benefited from therapy and I think everyone can benefit from therapy and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's designed to be flexible and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with Better Help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. We are back. We are going to discuss the roast in detail. I've taken... Each girl separated their bits. In other words, it's all individual files, and I've paired it with their workshop. Lori and I, as comedy experts, are going to analyze both their, almost like we're Michelle Visage and Alec Mappa in the beginning, what advice we would have given them, and then we'll see what happens. And and the other reason I point out, I wanted to use as evidence that they hired someone to come punch up their jokes, and it helped to varying degrees. All right, let's start first. The first one was last week's winner. She placed herself first in the lineup. Is Alexis Michelle. The first, like I said, the first thing we're gonna hear is her workshop jokes with Alex Mappa and Michelle Vassage, and we'll stop here and there, and then we're gonna talk about her bit. Here we go. Oh.
4: You know, growing up, I think that every little girl wishes for nothing more in the world than a pony, and Carson was no different.
1: <laughs> you know, so. Oh, you know, this is only 30 seconds there. These little words, are why don't we go the full 30 seconds on this?
4: How okay. lucky you were to be born into a family of equestrians. Those are people who ride horses and learn to ride you did. But we are so glad that you're a fixture here at Drag Race and love you and your passion for breeding horses and for being bred by whores. Mwah! <laughs> Yay!
1: <laughs> okay, so I think Michelle Visage nailed this, really. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. give her, her her flowers when she said it was like a bridesmaid speech, like a wedding speech.
2: Yes. Yeah, it was like a very uncomfortable wedding speech. Also, and th- I will say this, even though I feel like the roast is infinitely better. In 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 you know when she does it, she still has this thing where she thinks that facts are jokes are punchlines. Yes. like she still has this thing where she thinks that if she says, you know, like she, they showed the clip of her earlier where they were like, you know, she, where she, uh, her last roast where she's like, I Rue, I'm wearing your favorite color, and that's it. That was the whole thing, and it's like it's not a punchline. Like just because you're wearing green or you're wearing a f- uh, something. You everyone,
1: know, everyone, hold on for a second. Everyone at home, I know it's Michelle Visage. Okay, go ahead.
2: Oh, it's Michelle Visage. Oh. Okay. yeah. The, everyone gets, you know, lawyer people.
1: Drag Race. Speaking of facts, Drag Race fans like their facts. Ugh. Like their facts. Well, so then it's, it's Michelle Visage hates the color green, and so that was the joke she was making.
2: But go ahead. So you're you brought me on as a chaos agent because you know the one thing I struggle with is facts. Um, so yeah, I just facts are not punchlines. You're not, and that's what. This is all was is Michelle or um, Alexis Michelle was just stating stating facts.
1: We've seen this before, Laurie and I, because when you live in L.A., there's a lot of actors here who decide to go into comedy and they often because they come from an acting background. They try and turn their that's when you can always spot the actors. They try and turn it into like a one man show or a monologue. And so they don't write jokes. It sounds like this. They write these monologues that they go on stage and they recite like a speech.
2: Yeah, and there are some, there are some comedians who get away with telling stories, um, but like I would say, Sebastian Maniscalco, he's probably a, a well-known comedian who he doesn't necessarily tell punch setup punchline. He tells stories, right? But that's different when you are doing a very specific when you are doing a roast. A roast is basically one-liners, and a one-liner is mostly a setup with, and the punchline is a misdirection. Right. So that's pretty much what in a misdirection is like, you know, so if I were to be like, I don't know, I can't, I can't think of a one liner right now. But the misdirection is like something you don't see coming from the setup. Right. And that's that's where an additional humor comes from. What Alexis Michelle is doing is she's doing a setup and then just stating a fact about that setup. So she's like, you, were, you came from a family of equestrians, and you love to ride horses. That's, that's And ride story. you
1: did. And yeah. ride you
2: did. And that's it. That's all, you know. So.
1: And, yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's, now we're going to go right to her actual set. We'll stop every 30 seconds. They're actually, because there's only four of them, they did a roast. Their sets are, they usually used to do like a minute to minute and a half. These are like two minutes plus.
2: That's one of the uh, things I, that I thought was great was that they didn't, they didn't go too long. They weren't like really long sets.
1: All right. So now we're actually going to her actual set notice. And this is proof. Alexis was really struggling. Didn't have actual constructed jokes. Now, all of a sudden she has, they may not be funny, but jokes. Here we go.
4: And welcome to the roast of Carson Kressley. I'm thrilled to be here tonight in this fantastic top four.
1: I still think there are too many words so far, but yeah. Get yeah, to, no. Especially when you're first, get to the fucking joke.
2: When you're, I mean, when you're roasting or when you're first, she should have had a punchline there. I That yeah. was my first note, is that there should have been a punchline there.
1: Yeah. Like a roast really is, it, this is really strange. I don't even think you can do this in stand-up. You can just like cut out words and not have real sentences, right? Like yeah, like you. I mean, that's how short it has to be.
2: Yeah, because the everyone, it's almost like an uh, improv. They talk about if you give if you give a gift, right? If I ever say, "Hey Joe, here's a box," I have to say what's in the box because the audience is going to be like what's in the box what's in the box and their imagination is greater than whatever we could think of and so that's the same thing with the with the these is that the audience is thinking okay what's the what's the rub what's the the misdirection what's the punchline? so the longer you go the more they're going to be like oh this is going to be good and then it's just always deflating
1: very good point
2: jimbo you are so amazing. And those tits. <laughs>
4: the only thing bigger than those tits are your ears. <laughs>
1: and- Which is a weird joke to me because her wig is covering up her ears and everyone's like, are your ears big?
2: Yeah. Also, this is like a, this is where we get into this thing where this is. So I have a little bit of sympathy for Alexis and Michelle. Not much, but a little bit where I feel like this is how I do roasts because I am not a good roast. I'm not good at roasts. And I feel like my jokes are just like, you look terrible and you are going to die soon. Like those, that's where I always go to. Strangely,
1: also your things you say when you're driving, What do you say to people when you're driving.
2: Yeah. I roast people all the time when I'm driving. Um, And so it's always, my roasts are always just like, I hope you die in a fire. Um, but no, I, I legitimately don't, I'm not good at this. And so, um, you know, I, I know that I'm talking about it from a standpoint of quote unquote expertise, but just know that if I were to do a roast, I know full well, I would be Alexis Michelle.
1: Well, what I'm telling you right now is you called the ears. Let me, let me, let me let this play out. Let me see if she goes to another joke. Hold on before I criticize her. The only thing bigger than those is Candy's ego. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I probably would have put a joke some sort I think what we were looking for is some sort of act out. You know, actually we'll, we you're not going to see it's a visual thing that we'll see what Jimbo does. Jimbo does a similar joke and then does an act out with her face. That's really funny that hits the point home. Yeah. You know? And that's sort of what that joke could have been funny if you know, even a simple if you, know, you guys are not going to see this cuz video. But I'm basically going to put my palms behind my ears and make a funny face. But if she was like, like even if she just did that, it would have elevated the joke uh, better. But then just saying like, and you have big ears anyway, and then go on to this next joke.
2: Also, I think if you're going to do, if you're going to start making fun of people's face, uh, and this is just a a personal opinion. You don't have to do this. But if you're going to start making fun of people's personal appearances, then you have to do something self-deprecating in the
1: beginning. Yes, 100%. To even the playing field. Yes, Yeah. Hold on.
4: (laughs) No, but Candy, you should probably stay here at Drag Race forever because you have a face that only our mom
1: RuPaul could love. (laughs) Is that a joke?
2: No. And also, remember, she literally went on and on about how she thinks Candy's such a beautiful person in the beginning. And look, I know that this is a quote unquote joke, but this just goes to my larger point that she's she's faking these. Quote on these romance, the, these uh, faux romances where she's like, I'm so into candy. I think she's so beautiful. And then now she like totally throws her under the bus. And uh, it's you weird.
1: Know. I agree with you and don't agree with you. And what I mean is that like you have to say things, and you've talked about this before, you have to say things that are true or the jokes aren't funny. So for instance, how would she stay on drag race forever? Like the, probably the better setup for that would have been we know why you were cast on all stars this season or something like that. Right. But like, how would you stay on drag race forever as a contestant?
3: It doesn't make any sense.
2: The, the, the crux of the joke isn't what she, I think what she meant was like, you need to be in the good graces of RuPaul forever. Like you need to be in the, uh, the RuPaul family forever. Because if you try and branch out and do your own thing, nobody, nobody's going to give a shit.
1: Yeah, 100%. All right, let's get back to this uh, bit here. <laughs> Jessica, I love you so
4: much, but you know what would be the biggest escándalo If you won this competition!
1: <laughs> how, how I mean, that, I guess.
2: How would, would that yeah, be? Would be? She's in the running. She's in the competition.
1: Yeah, and then also, she's in the top four. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is like, it's just the joke is clearly that she's, like, if you think about the joke, it's just that she said a word in Spanish.
2: It's also like, because, like, like slightly is the funny, racist. Is the
1: joke funny? in... I know is the, it's exactly what it is because the joke funny in English. No, Jessica's here. You know what would be the biggest scandal if you actually won this competition? Well, yeah, I could see if Jessica had a joke like a like, like let's say her tagline was all, she was always saying escándalo, right? And then you are like, okay, yeah. well you always say that, so you know what would be a real escándalo is if you won. Okay, I get the joke. Yeah, but. If Jessica's not known for saying a scandal, it's just that she has, that she speaks Spanish. I don't
2: know. It made no sense. It made no sense. All right.
1: What would be the joke there? I would have done something like, you know, like Alexis, you know, we know you love that drink. Uh, You know what you don't love is fashion. I don't know. I'm just making this joke off the top of my head, but something in that vein, but I don't know. Here we go. Well, the (laughs) only way to do
2: that joke is to sort of be racist I mean, that, like, (laughs) essentially, it'd be like, you know what would be the biggest of scandalo If you could pronounce scandal. You know, like. You know
1: what? Yes. Yes. That would be the joke, kind of, in that vein. Yes. A hundred percent.
4: El Visage. Ravishing, as
1: always. Thank you. Okay, so now, she said in her head, we've seen these in rows. They call you, okay, we're going to, we're complimenting you because something very bad is coming right now. Yeah. Let's see what it is
4: covers working great. <laughs> so this, okay.
2: All, so this joke comes up quite a lot, this and joke I'm like, makes no sense.
1: I've never seen Michelle Visage have hair on her face or a beard or a mustache.
2: I think where I, does okay. it come from? This joke makes no sense. That I started going ethereal with it, and I started thinking, does she mean that that Michelle Visage is RuPaul's beard, and so? No, that's why I, she.
1: Because the joke comes up quite a bit is that like I guess that she's a man and has facial hair.
2: Yeah, well, that I mean, you know, that is, I feel like is just that's what every they always joke but about. I their don't hair.
1: even think I don't even think Michelle Visage is particularly manly.
2: No, she's not. I think and she's also, actually very feminine. She's very fe- and also one of the things that I find so funny is why. Why would she just shave her beard? Like, why does she have to wear a beard cover? Like, why would she just shave her? So that was just so. I was like, kudos to Michelle Visage for not just being a freaking like, you know, just just you know playing along and not just being like, no, that joke made no sense.
1: All right, here we go.
4: Honor Carson
2: Cressley.:
1: Yeah. OK. So now we're getting to the person of honor. here we go.: Sit
4: down.
2: Sit down.:
4: Now Carson is from Pennsylvania, where people travel across state lines to buy illegal fireworks. And is this something we all know? I mean, I, OK, well, let's go with this. All right, here we go. And yet, Carson, you are still the
1: biggest flamer to leave the state.: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would say I mean, that like, is probably his best joke.: Yeah.
1: I was going to say, it's a well-structured joke. I don't know if it's particularly funny, but it's No. A, it's I don't think well, it's... But that's what
2: I'm saying, but this... That is his best joke.
1: Well, but I think that that joke in particular proves that they... they must Maybe they had a comic work with them and say, you can't write jokes for them. You can only help them structure their jokes. Because I can't see a comic actually writing that joke, but I could see comics saying, well, if you wanted to turn that joke into a joke... Here's what you would do.
2: Which is to me crazy because it's like why didn't we see that? Why didn't we see a, a actual joke writer sitting there? Well, because they want
1: you to think that they wrote them, which they did, but I, yeah. I cuz some of the jokes yeah, and I'll, I'll we'll have other examples in second. Carson, you first entered Our Hearts on Queer Eye. Then
4: you hosted How to Look Good Naked, which you don't.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: which I mean, this is where you get into, like, a real nitpicky comedy stuff. It's like, he's doing a rule of three, so why are you doing a joke at the two?
2: Yeah. It, it was okay, but um, I feel like it it sacrificed his yes. later punchline for... You're right. It uh, took the media. air out. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: then you hosted Rap Battle. Girl! These credits, you know, you don't have to say yes to
4: everything. <laughs>
2: That, I feel like, was canned laughter, because there was, like, nothing funny about that, you know? Like, you don't have to say that, and it's, that's such a typical... Now we get into cruise ship jokes, where it's such a typical joke, where you're like, you know... Joe, you don't have to say yes to everything for P- Patreon. <laughs> and I think
1: you keep one or the other, the, which you don't, or you keep the... You don't have to say yes to everything because rap battle for sure for sure just the way now we're getting like really nerdy things just the way the words are and everything like that should probably have been in the middle so i yeah. would have been you know you did queer you did rap battle you did how to look good naked which you don't but girl you know you don't have to say yes to everything i guess that's a yeah. way you could have done that would have been know.
2: good because it would have been a, 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 a tag. tag yeah
1: yeah because then the laugh would have died and you could have said but you know you don't have to say yes to everything yeah
2: which i feel like that's kind of what You're- she did anyway it was sort of like an un un i can't think of the word but like a an
1: anticlimactic
2: anticlimactic tag basically yeah.
1: because it it got buried with the words in the middle. like she cuz she had to say battle rap battle yeah which is so funny she could even kept it that way and just not put it in rap battle even though i know
2: there's not a rule of 3 she iterated the joke and it hit i don't she, know. she also she, so you her, her setup is part of the th- rule of three. So she said, you've done so many shows, and then she could have just li- listed, you know. So, yeah. yeah.
4: An accomplished author with titles like, does this book make my butt look big? Honey, nothing could make that flat ass look big. <laughs> Thank you,
1: every- I mean, I
4: guess. She's
2: been an amazing. So I will say this: she did end on a on an upper. She ended on a strong, strong joke. So good for for good for her for that.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. In in another in another roast season or whatever, not this was a particularly strong one, but with a bunch of there's only a few, she would have been in the solid middle. It wasn't terrible.
2: She didn't start off with a joke, and but she ended on a high note. So I would say that overall, I think she gets like a D plus C minus.
1: I think I would give her a C. A, 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 a solid C. C. A solid C. You okay. know, they were structure, blah 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 blah. Clearly, a comic worked on her. There's no way you take that first thing we heard and turn it into that. No. By yourself. So, yeah. All right. Here we go. Here's now we're gonna hear Jessica's. And we're gonna hear Jessica's thing all the way through her workshop, and then we'll talk, and then we'll go into the to the analysis. Okay. Oh, here we go.
0: Good evening. It's an honor for me to be at this amazing Carson Kressley roast, because he literally looks like a roasted chicken.
1: Wait, I want to stop right here and say this. This was a running theme on this episode, and Jimbo in particular, where they kept talking about roast in terms of food, and we're like, yeah, we get it. We all know that this is also a food thing. You're not.
2: (laughs) But see, here's, here's the thing that I had to keep reminding myself they're doing, these are non comedians. These are non roasting comedians doing a roast for other non roasting comedians. Yeah. True. You know? So it's like, it, it even though like, I think we're going to get into the weeds a little bit just cause we like to break stuff down. Like, cause we, you know, I think we have to keep in mind. I mean, honestly, it's like, it's like if you were to do a dance, uh, a dance battle, And the judges were people who don't... uh, Judges were us, people who don't dance. Like, if we saw somebody doing, like, a little bit of pop and lock, we'd be like, oh, that's great, you know? Like, good for you for doing that. And the other dancers would probably be like, oh, my God, this is pathetic. You know?
1: So, (laughs) 100%. All right.
0: Behind that stiff face, there is a big smile full of charisma. He have a lot of uniqueness. He proved that he have a lot of nerves. And big balls when he decides to participate in dancing with the stars. Yeah. Last but most important, he makes us believe that he have
2: talent. <laughs> okay, so So we see the the, the the beginning of that joke, which I think is a great a good idea to take that you know that uh, saying and, and and use it as part of the joke. Um, but it's just not it's not full it's there's no um punch <sighs> to it as as they note in the actual you know workroom so
1: yes in the workshop they do note that and that's and so she's the first one we're seeing I, I don't remember candy as much she's definitely the first one we see like okay the raw hu- jokes are there yeah so the comic who worked with them in my conspiracy theory just had the to basically write them for her or help her write them into a proper format. But yeah. the raw material is there. Yeah. You know. She just didn't have the right structure. Okay, so let's let's take a listen here to the actual uh set.
0: Hello beautiful
1: people Woo! and Michelle Visage. Yes. Okay, you see that's what we're talking about. Hello beautiful people and Michelle Visage. Not super funny, but it it gets to it, it.
2: It gets to it. And it's also like, that's the kind of stuff that this audience likes, you know? Yes. so A
1: hundred percent. All right, here we go.
0: <laughs> it's an honor for me to be here at this amazing Carson Kressley roast, because he already looked like a roasted
1: chicken. <laughs> Strangely, it works better in this environment, but yeah. I mean,
2: it's well, still super obvious, but again, yeah. I think another, th- another thing <laughs> she's got that S- Sophia Vergara thing where another component to Jessica Wilde. And, you know, I mean, I feel like it, it is slightly racist, but you know, use what you got is the fact that she is, isn't pronouncing <laughs> is like over enunciating and is struggling with pronouncing, you know, her words. And so they, they eat that shit up. They love that. So the fact, so any, and also, and and it sounds so simple, k sounds are funny right so when she says she he, she looks like a rosy chicken you know like it's like oh <laughs> she, she's saying that. she's not saying it correctly so it's,
1: you know 100 percent.
0: want to start with a thank you thank you RuPaul for opening the doors to gentlemen like this
5: <laughs>
1: to follow their dreams you know, it's just it's just an old timey drag roast joke that these are just men in wigs. But again, you're right. Maybe it is the accent and the not saying it right, the Sophia Vigara-ness yeah. of it all that yeah. makes it funnier.
2: Yeah, she it the that's I mean, RuPaul loves that stuff. Loves, oh, she loves it. She yeah.
1: eats that shit up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Can I get a naming up in here? Hey!
5: Hey! But
0: now, Carson Kressley. <laughs> Carson is a multifaceted artist, <laughs> or that's what he thinks he is.
1: And that joke doesn't even make any sense, but it's funny. Not, I'm not I don't think it's funny. But I'm just saying, like the yeah. joke hits. Yeah. Yeah. Because she said multifaceted artist, you know. Yeah.
2: And then, and then she. uh you know, oh, but that's what she th- And then everyone's like, yeah, he's a fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Carson is a television host, actor, writer, producer, and this is the funniest one
2: a dancer. <laughs> See, this is the kind of stuff that if Ale- this is- Alexis Michelle did the same thing, but because she doesn't have an accent. Yeah, it's not funny.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this is also you can see the fingerprints of a comic on this. Like, yeah, Jessica didn't know how to set this joke up like this before. No, you know, and to use the visual of the picture and everything like that. And I yeah. will
2: say this to Jessica's credit, she is doing a good job of. She understands why people are laughing, you know. <laughs> so she she's uh, doing a good job of, of of being patient and something we'll we'll see that Coco or I keep saying want to say Coco, Candy struggles with is being being patient and, and methodical and just making sure that she's getting her words out very clearly.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: <laughs> he is also in love with horses. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not talking about your face, Alexis Michel.
1: <laughs> and here's another one where like again, God, I'm really going with your theory on this. Candy later makes a uh, not a similar joke, but makes a a goes a little deep on someone, and for some reason the audience doesn't go with her, but with the accent it makes it like ah, ha, ha, she just called her a fucking horseface.
2: Well, and then with Candy also, I think one of the things is because her her accent is kind of very bullish. It's like a very new york style accent you know it sounds very abrasive so i feel like yeah that that harmed her to go because it it, it compounds it. it makes it that much more dramatic whereas you know this is just like a uh, <laughs> the girl who can't speak english is saying that i'm ugly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah the name of his pony it was sparky's i think carson nobody even knows what she just said right now i think what she said: the name of his pony was sparky yeah
0: yeah, drag name should be Sparky's Visage. Yes,
1: I don't even know what this joke means.
0: In honor of
2: his two favorite animals.
5: <laughs> so,
2: I—I <laughs> I mean, just to deconstruct it in the way that I think he—he he thinks that uh, Carson thinks that uh, you know it should be Sparky Visage after his two favorite animals, calling Michelle Visage an animal. So. It's after his horse Sparky, and then his other horse or animal. I don't think that works. Michelle What would Visage. be the joke?
1: What would be the joke there? How would you? How would you fix that joke?
2: I mean, if you wanted to go with the same vein, you would just change mm-hmm. animal to pet. After yes, his two favorite pets. Yes, I agree. Pets.
1: His two favorite, um, pets. Uh,
2: I honestly the I, that
1: joke. That joke works better if it's RuPaul, though. But they be, the RuPaul's not a big horse fan, you know?
2: Well, it's Carson. Or it's Carson, though. That's the thing. Is I that know.
1: That's what I'm saying. That, because is Michelle Carson, Visage Carson's pet?
2: Well, Carson can't say that RuPaul is, he can't say RuPaul is Carson's pet. He could say maybe Michelle Visage or, uh, who's that other guy that, that, um, oh, I can't remember his name. Ross. Um, So we could say, but Ross isn't there, so it you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it really has it doesn't make that much sense. I'll bet you the joke.
1: This is me guessing here because that joke doesn't make any sense as written. I bet you the joke. He should call the horse Sparky Visage because they both have a horse face, or something about how Michelle has a horse face.
2: Yes. Well, I was gonna say that is that after his two favorite, but he already said the horse thing about, um. Alexis Michelle
1: and I feel like that's probably like a, a rule. You can't call you can't call Michelle. You can say she has a beard and she's a man, but she doesn't want to be called a horse face or ugly or something.
2: Oh, like oh, you think that?
1: Yeah, they they, I think they, they put the kibosh like, on that. You got to rewrite. You got to rewrite that joke. And he was just like, whatever. Okay, then uh, there she she's an animal. Which like, okay. you know
2: what? To be fair, I will say this. I. I kind of see that I I could see myself and I know that, you know, roasting, you should just be able to go, but I could see myself where I would be like, you know, like I don't want, I just don't want any, like I, I, I have a line, you know what I mean? I agree
1: with you. I agree with you. And in fact, and this is to tip my hand a little bit, I don't think it was fair for them to show it or for a Jimbo to make go after Melissa Rivers because Melissa Rivers wasn't fucking there.
2: Yeah. Although I personally don't like Melissa Rivers, so I wasn't That's fine, as but she wasn't I wasn't there. But she wasn't there, and also she wasn't like like it, it, I just imagine like like oh they, she they mentioned you on RuPaul's Drag Race and she's like oh cool and then she looks at her, she's yeah. like what
1: like, oh god yeah <laughs>
2: Oh, Jesus so you know I could see that but yeah I that so that kind of was a little. Yeah, I didn't like that. I felt like they could have said something about Michelle. Maybe, but to be honest with you, I, you could do that conspiracy where maybe she said the same thing about, she was going to say it about Michelle Visage, and they were like, no, she doesn't want to be associated with yeah. horses. You're, oh, you know what?
1: You're right. You could be
2: right.
0: I don't know what the hell is Carson doing here as a judge because he should be here as a contestant.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Behind that
0: stiff face, he's fool. Of charisma, <laughs> we have uniqueness because no one wants to look like him.
2: That what is, is the... my f- that's my that... favorite joke that she
1: said. That's a good joke, yeah. yeah. But, but why did the charisma? Because his face is full of stiffness. What does that mean?
2: I get i I think it's like one of those things where it's like, despite the fact that his face is stiff, he's at he's got charisma. You know, he's not showing it, but he's got it. So it's but yeah, that joke doesn't make. And yeah, Much sense.
0: We <laughs> he have the nerves to participate in Dancing with the Stars.
1: See, again, you see a comic's thumbprint on this.
5: <laughs> and last,
0: he had the talent to make us believe that he have talent. That
2: was a good one, too.
1: That's a good joke and a good one to end on, too.
2: And also, I feel like you could... Like, going to your uh, conspiracy theory, you know, he... She, the, uh, um, Jessica Wilde said it in the workroom, and it was but it was a totally different bit. yeah, yeah and this then, was cleaned up. And mm-hmm. then this was yeah and and I, so i i would I would find it hard to think that she would be able to write that on her own, so yeah. I, I think I'm leaning more towards your conspiracy theory.:
5: <laughs>
0: love you so much, Carson. I never wash any of your stuff. But as soon as I get out of here, I'm still no washing it.
2: I mean,
6: good can
5: ending? I also
2: yeah. can I also share a conspiracy theory that I have? Yeah, sure. I think RuPaul has a laugh double. Why? I think I think RuPaul has somebody that laughs, uh, like in in the audience that laughs. I think she will laugh, but I don't think she's laughing as much as as they're intimating that she's like oh
1: i i think that she's forcing him like in fact you know what speaking of rupaul forcing it so Candy's gonna go i'm gonna tell you right now it's not that Candy's is awful but the overselling on the laughs is really apparent we'll see if we hear it or not but again like i said we're gonna hear uh a little bit of uh her workshop stuff 30 seconds and then we will go right into her set here we go
7: hello everyone and Michelle
1: Visage, <laughs> <laughs> you know Michelle, which we just heard that joke, but okay, Michelle,
2: you are truly well, no, the greatest. That, that she does, she's the first one to do that in uh, in the workroom. Yeah, she but does
1: this joke makes no sense. Okay, his joke is like, "Hello, beautiful people," and Michelle Visage, right? Hello, everyone, and is Michelle Visage not a person?
2: Uh, no, she's she's a horrid beast. Yeah. So there we go.
7: Act to come out of New Jersey. <laughs> After Whitney Houston and Laura Hill and Queen Latifah and Teresa <laughs> so... <laughs> the Teresa.
2: So. Here's my thing. I think now that I, I think your conspiracy theory yeah. is true, I think Candy specifically wrote these jokes just for the workroom. Because she, yeah, I don't think like, she really yeah. uses any of them, does she? Like no, no, this one the she doesn't bring back. For her. This yeah. one doesn't come back now. <laughs>
5: <laughs> right.
7: The only thing that cries more than Alexis Michelle is ginger Minch at the buffet when the crab legs are done.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't think this joke makes it, but this is not a bad joke, but not written correctly. You want the no. punch to be on crab legs.
2: This is the thing where I feel like that harms and, and, and one of the things that I'm just I, I, I don't understand about candy in this is that I feel like she understands what she out of everybody, right? Understands what is needed to write a roast joke, right? And so to me, I feel like either a producer or somebody put her up to the task of of saying these very long, very like uh uh, you know, intricate setups and punchlines to where I feel like if Candy had her way, it, they would be short and sweet. Like just her the way that she talks and the way that she you know it is i just can't imagine that this is how she would she thinks that a setup should go because it just to me she looks exhausted when she's talking you know she's yeah, like i gotta get words. through this yeah, you
1: know. Let, me see. let me see this room. oh 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 oh, oh. oh no, here we go okay let me see here it doesn't really let me ferocco doesn't really let me let me go here here we go let me see
7: Our legs are done
1: <laughs> hold on let me think like a little bit I wanna do how it really I think I, how I would have written the joke.
7: Alexis Michelle is Ginger Minch at the buffet when the
1: crab legs are done. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of rewarding that needs to go here. If I if I was working with them, I would say Teresa Judas! Teresa Judas
0: before we can! Alright!
7: The only thing that cries more than Alexis Michelle is Ginger at the buffet when the crab legs are done.
1: Okay. So I would be like, Alexis Michelle is here. Alexis Michelle cries a lot. You have to have that set up. She oh but does he know does she love to cry, right? The only thing that cries we well, the only person that cries more than Alexis Michelle is Ginger Minge when they run out of crab legs. at The crab leg it has to end on crab legs. Yeah. You can't also say when the crab legs yourse- are done.
2: Yeah give yourself those breaks. Like give yourself yeah. those times to catch your breath.
1: Yes to breathe. You're right a hundred percent.
2: Make sure we hear that you know Carson you and I
7: have so much in common. I love ketamine you're as-
1: how do you say that word okay you know this comes up later the the joke is backwards so it was backwards then how come the comic didn't fix this the i love ketamine is the punchline the equestrian's the setup Th- does that make sense so like yeah
2: no is, and also you want to end on the k sound
1: yes you're right that's a good point too um is carson and i have a lot in common carson an equestrian i love ketamine Boom! Done. Short and sweet. It's backwards because the K means the joke. You're right because of the K sound. Yeah, and that's the surprise. I
2: legit think that they wanted they didn't want Candy to win because I feel like if you look at her jokes, she has probably the best written jokes in my opinion.
5: Hmm. Let's Um, see here.
1: I gotta see. I gotta compare.
2: And uh, I don't think they wanted her to win.
1: Also, I probably would have gone a rule, a rule of three to really hit that joke, because it would have been like, you're gay, I'm gay. You love drag. I'm just making this up on the spot. You love drag, I love drag. You're an equestrian, I love ketamine. Kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway, Lori doesn't agree, but she's, not, she's afraid. Why are you afraid to say this, Lori? Are you afraid of me?
2: No, sorry. Star was talking to me.
1: Star's having a conversation with you during the show? <laughs> yes. That's quits <laughs> hit.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jessica. We understood every
2: single word you said.
1: Okay, I'm not gonna lie. It's a good joke.
2: That's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's a good, a good joke,
1: and it's quick, right to the point. Boom! Start with a joke. All right, great.
7: north we have miss jimbo jimbo's okay. breastplate is so big that when she turns to the side bitch she created a capital p all titties
2: <laughs> no ass bitch no ass that was okay and Sorry. i like that she didn't act out
1: yeah she didn't act out not for me but okay
7: <laughs> i will say though jimbo your drag does look very expensive but by the looks of those lip syncs clearly money can't buy your talent
1: oh she said lip syncs. When I first heard that, she Mm -hmm. said lips. Oh, okay. So so for the look, yeah, that, and then she's swallowing her words, so that's when it doesn't land.
2: I thought she she said lipsticks when I first heard it.
1: You know what? Yeah, so I think she's thinking it doesn't land because of the joke. It's actually not landing because they're not understanding what she said. They're
2: not understanding lip syncs. Yeah. Yeah. She. This is what I'm saying is that she's... It's like almost like she intentionally is giving herself more than what she biting off more than she can chew, which What's doesn't make so sense. What's so funny
1: it, it, this wouldn't have been in the character of Joan Rivers. so I don't think Jimbo could have done this, but like if it was a different drag queen, you could have followed up and just basically said what Candy said. Thank you, Candy. I understood everything you said, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that would
2: have been a good joke. Just, because, just to reiterate, it was lip sync. Lip sync. Oh yeah. Ooh the the rose but she's the rose
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course we have the what's funny I just want to hit this now is because you don't it's not edited that way on the Joan Rivers thing but that's where the Joan Rivers like oh grow up was when she would hit a joke like that and the audience would groan she would tell her to grow up you know she that was her go to when the, when the audience yeah. wouldn't go with her on a joke she, oh grow up grow up do the jokes grow up you know yeah so, um, all right, here we go. Broadway diva, Miss Alexis Michelle.
7: Woo-hoo! The Woo-hoo! only thing that cries more than Alexis Michelle is Ginger Minj at the buffet when the crab legs are finished.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, you should. You had to end on crab legs.
7: Oh. <laughs> now, of course, our amazing panel of judges, <laughs> Michelle
5: Bassard.
7: Yes. She is so talented. I hope that one day I get to recognize one of her many hit songs. <laughs>
1: It's just been done before, but fine.
2: But also, it it can't be a hit song and you not recognize it as well. Yeah.
7: (laughs) Speaking of hit song, hey, RuPaul. Mother Ru, do I love you. You know, shit is like your grandfather that you know is going to die real soon.
1: (laughs) See, the problem here is that she's already done a roast where she's talking about how RuPaul's going to die. And she's old. And that joke's been done already, and she's done it. So it's like, well, we've we've been done doing this, bitch.
2: It's almost like she did a callback to a previous show.
1: Yeah.
7: But the bitch is a great actress, I will tell you that. She is such a good actor that she can sit up here weekly and still find something nice to say about Alexis Michelle. (laughs) Mm. Now on to the queen of the night, Miss Carson Kressley! Yay!
1: So you're saying that this set is better than Jimbo's?
2: Well, now that I'm hearing it, I I don't know when <laughs> I first when I first listened to it, I thought she had better jokes for some reason. But now that I'm hearing it with a a critical eye or critical ear, because uh, I hear out of my eyes, um, yeah, I I do feel like she 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 hits too hard with Alexis Michelle.
1: Yeah, I don't know why Alexis Michelle's getting it. Yeah
2: um what else yeah i i don't know i i feel like uh yeah the jokes are a little but again i feel like i to me it seems like she wrote these all her own the other ones i i would make a point to say that somebody helped i don't think she got any help yeah here we go
7: you know you and i have a lot more in common than you think i love ketamine you're an equestrian
1: (laughs) see rupaul's over sign that joke's not that good it's backwards
7: Now, I must ask the room a question, and you have to answer me honestly, okay? Okay. How many of you in here knew that Carthen was an author? No, bitch, neither did I. That's <laughs> not a joke. How many uh, the of joke, you
1: knew that. Wait, the, joke
2: the joke isn't. The joke isn't. So, this is one of those things that <clears throat> I feel like. <sighs> this is where I feel like she. Not, not runs into an issue, but the joke wasn't. This is going to be such a weird explanation. The joke wasn't what she said. The joke was how she said it. So the joke wasn't you, how many, I'm going to ask you guys a question. How many people you knew that he was an author? The fact that she then immediately followed it up with no, neither did I was the joke. Because it was like everyone agrees that she wasn't an author. So it's like she didn't even give you time to answer the question because the universal answer is no. No you didn't know
1: yeah yeah all right which doesn't make
2: sense because she is an author like it's like you can't have like you were saying it has to be based in truth you can't have two you can't have two truths she can't be a best-selling well, author and be and you not how know is, that you,
1: how is it you don't know something a joke i mean i get the joke is that she yeah. was an author no one bought the book and so no one knows but just like how is that a joke did you know she was an author i didn't yeah that's not a joke
2: that's not a joke. And also... Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. All but right. yeah, it's just... Yeah,
1: it's not... Let me just wrap this up here. not <laughs> no either. <laughs> That's been my roast. If you loved it, thank you. If you Don't... Any drag queen listening to this, if you go to RuPaul's Drag Race, do not put the joke, if you like this, blank. If you didn't, blank.
2: Also, you know? mm-hmm. there's you know we keep talking about how it's important to start off with a joke but it it doubly so even more importantly it's important to end on a joke for example i will tell you this um even though i didn't think alexis michelle did a very good job because she ended on a joke i still feel like she did a better job than candy yeah all right, here we go. They kiss my motherfucking ass, bitch. <laughs> like that. How is that? Fu- I don't See, know. now what's so funny is I legit thought went into this thing that Candy did it really well. And now I'm like, yeah. how was any of what she said funny?
1: All right, here we go. Here's Jimbo's Joan Rivers. First, we're going to hear her. It's actually very short. This is shorter than 30 seconds. Very, very short. A couple, maybe because they knew the jokes were there. And so they, they didn't want to tip their hand. So um, here we go. Oh my gosh,
6: it's me, Joe, goddamn Rivis, and who dragged me out of my fucking grave for this shit show. Michelle (laughs) Vassage. Michelle's massages suck more dick than
1: Carson at a Richard convention. Oh my- So they criticized that joke. It needed some polishing, but I don't- I don't think it was- I think you could have fixed that joke.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was. The problem is, you know what? She's taking an
1: old joke and it doesn't make any sense. There were more dicks than a Richard convention. But how do you suck more dicks than a Richard convention? Oh, you know what? It sucked more dick than a blank at a Richard convention.
2: Yeah, than a vacuum at a Richard convention.
1: Yeah, or a gay guy at a Richard convention. Or something like that. It's yeah. A, the, the analogy doesn't work. She sucked more dicks than a blank at a Richard convention. Yeah, a vacuum. Um, yeah, all right.
6: My goodness me, Jessica Wilde is such a slut, you've got to fuck her with the legs crossed.
2: See, I actually like that joke. I thought yeah, that was kind of funny. I, I she's such a
1: slid, you gotta fuck her with her legs crossed. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, yes, because yeah. she's been fucked so many times, her pussy's loose, so the only way she can make it tight is by her crossing her legs. Yeah. Yeah, that joke's not horrible. You need feel think like about they, it a little bit.
2: they killed the joke by having to explain it, but yeah. I, overall, I thought that was a funny joke.
1: Yeah. All right, now, that's the only thing you have for the workshop, but I think, again, because I think most of the jokes were already there. So, here we go. We're going to go into the set. Oh, by the way for those of you listening uh, Robert asked me to tell you Joan Rivers was an iconic comedian who passed away about 10 years ago and she was beloved by the gays just for being a total bitch and telling like it is and she hosted it because you know Robert thinks that young people once they don't young people don't like old things you know
2: yeah she also I will say and I don't know how you feel about this. Cause I, I mean, I don't know too much about fashion, but I feel like she really kind of cornered their market on just like m- trashing, uh, yes, you know, like people like fashion and stuff like that. So she, cause she had that fashion police show for a while. Yeah. All
1: right, here we go.
6: Thank you. Thank you so, so much for all being here tonight. Oh my God. I didn't realize I was coming back from the dead to go right to the zoo. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Christ.
1: Okay, starts with a joke. I don't know if it's actually super funny, but okay.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh,
6: Candy Muse, thank you, thank you. Living proof that hooked on phonics does not work for everybody.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Solid joke. That, that was fun. I think she should have done the that one first, you know, because yeah. you always want to kind of comment on the person yeah. before, you, yeah. And Candy think,
1: was right before her, yeah. 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 Here we go. God,
6: she's trying, though. You know, Candy Muse is such a bitch you have to let her smell your goddamn hand before you get too close
1: (laughs) i mean good joke
2: she could have done what i think and i don't know how you feel but what i think she could have done she could have done the candy muse hooked on phonics joke and then she could have done the the animal the zoo joke and then she could have gone done a callback and done the candy muse so, I mean, it would have been a very, it would have been very soon after she had done that. So you could say like, oh, she already did one of Candy Muse, but I feel like it still, it could have played a lot better. Yeah. You know, I don't know. All right,
1: here we go.
6: <laughs> oh, but speaking of hairy, hairy beasts, let's hear it from Ms. Jessica Wilde, everybody.
1: So this is a weird one because does anybody know that Jessica's hairy? I mean, I don't know if that's a...
2: Yeah.
6: is so hairy every time she shaves it, PETA gets a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> but the, Why would, here's the
1: deal. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: Why would <laughs> <okay>. PETA <laughs> get a complaint?
1: But that's, that's what I'm going to say is if the joke is good, even if it's absurd and makes no sense, it works. And so in this case, the delivery, yes. the visual works. It's actually funny. You're right. Why would PETA get a complaint? But it, it somehow, in some sort of comedy soup, works.
2: You don't want people, you don't want people to think about it for too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
6: (laughs) It's true. And not only that, she is so full of shit. She makes RuPaul's diaper jealous.
1: (laughs) Uh, Good joke. I mean, she's, she's slinging them out, you know, very fast and they're good.
6: (laughs) She is more full of shit than Alexis Michelle's mouth at fulsome
2: days. (laughs) See, I didn't, I didn't even understand that joke. And I laughed.
1: There is. Yeah, exactly. In San Francisco, I think it's in, like, when is it? It's like, it's, like, in the fall-ish. They have a thing called Folsom Fair. And it's, like, a leather SNS. I don't know if it's leather SN specifically, but it's a very highly sexual. I could see you and Star going there and enjoying it. But, like, people are just full-on, like, fucking in the streets and shit like that. Nude and stuff. You know, you and Star like that stuff.
6: Yeah. <laughs> gracious. But seriously, though. I'm no gynecologist, but I know a twat when I see one. Hello, Michelle Visage.
2: <laughs> Good joke. Good joke. And here's joke. here's one thing that I like about overall that I like about her set that I don't feel like anyone else really did was a she has tags right she has at least two two to three tags for every joke and b she she go she seamlessly transitions into each joke. So they're not like it's not a choppy transition. You know, she moves you along like based off the previous, you know, she's talking about you know vaginal areas. She's talking about put, now she's going into twat, you know so she's still it's still in the realm of what you know what she was talking about previously. So All
1: right, here we go. <laughs>
6: My goodness. You know, Michelle, you remind me of my favorite director, John Waters. You both have a little mustache, a big dick, and you're friends with a nasty drag queen. Yeah,
1: every joke, she's hitting it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
6: And speaking of horse, hello, 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 RuPaul. Oh, my God, my dear old friend. RuPaul is so old. You know why that desk is so big? It's to hide a catheter and the little scooter she rides in on. <laughs>
1: i mean i don't really have i don't think i would do a lot of this differently if i'm being honest
2: no and also i like how she like you said she's firing him through this this entire like the whole thing about uh michelle visage being like john waters if you gave that to jessica wilde or alexis michelle that would be like half of their set is then listing this stuff. This stuff she does. It, she does it in like five seconds, and yeah, it's, it's barely it moves through. on. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you want yeah. in a roast. You want to have it boom, 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 boom. You want yeah, it. You, you want it to, it to be this kind of tempo. Breathe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for the woman
6: of the evening, everybody, let's hear it for Ellen Degeneres. <laughs>
2: good joke. That good was joke. really good. That was yeah. really good. Oh,
6: Ellen. oh my God! You look horrible, Ellen. <laughs> a vacuum cleaner with his with that face i'm just joking i'm joking of course we're
2: here to honor tilda swinton
1: see then she takes it up a notch it's, then she
2: it's, take, it's yeah. good i also good. like how and and this is just but if you go back a little bit i felt like they kind of did a thing where they changed the audio To show how the audience is reacting, to show, like, hey, even the the audience and everyone is is loving this. You know? So I felt like they were, like, even kind of benefiting her in that regard. So. Grow up,
6: grow up, grow up. (laughs) But seriously, though, Carson loves horses. His first pony was a little pony named Sparky. And, you know, they had so much in common. They both have a fucking horse face.
1: Good joke, but now this is where I say, I don't know why Melissa Rivers gets thrown under the bus. Carson
6: enters the room teeth first. (laughs) Okay,
1: this is the moment I was talking about with the ears. He goes, Carson enters the room teeth first, and then does this really funny face.
2: Yeah, because the joke itself doesn't—it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but it it works when you do the act out. Yeah. And I should know, my daughter, Melissa, has a horse face
6: just like
1: you. See, this is the thing is, like, I don't think they needed this joke. She could have, I would have no. moved something or something. Like, I don't know.
6: When my daughter, Melissa, was bad, I didn't threaten her with boarding school. I threatened her with the goddamn glue factory. <laughs> and that's where you're it when RuPaul's done with you. <laughs>
1: and it swallowed that joke. I didn't hear it the first time, when that. That's where you're headed when RuPaul's done. With. I want
6: to thank everybody so much. This has been the roast of the Crypt Keeper, everybody. And I'm headed back to my Crypt now. Thank you all so very much. And
1: good night, Kevin. Oh, now, what? So I got to say something right here, and I'm this will be disappointing for a lot of people listening. You know, we have this show called Fat Cat that Lori and I do, and we always are booking all these huge celebrities. And then we never get to the celebrity. We're out of time. And I think it's hit this show. I, you know, Joan was going to be on this episode, but honestly, Lori, we are way over. I don't think we have time to bring Joan on. Maybe we'll have to bring her on for Rulaska thoughts. I don't know.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Joan will do her own little rundown. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Uh, yeah, fashion police kind of thing. All right, let's zip through the end. Uh, I'm going to say right now we're not going to talk about the looks. We're so over. We'll, Robert and I will talk about them on Alaska Thoughts. On the main what? stage... Oh No, Jim-
2: I wanted to talk about the lo- oh, I'm
1: kidding. I'm okay, kidding. I was like, oh, no. Like, on the main stage, Jimbo's named the top all-star of the week with only three other girls left. The remaining queens are up for elimination. Later on the main stage, this week's Lip Sync Assassin is revealed to be none other than Silky Nutmeg Ganache. The time has come the two to lip-sync for their legacies. The song, Freakazoid by Midnight Star. In the end, Jimbo surprised everyone and was named the winner of the lip-sync. Next, she pulled out her lip-sync, her lipstick, and revealed that she had chosen to send home Alexis, Michelle, Laurie, and Kay Camp. Any final thoughts on the episode? Any comments you had that you did get to say? Give it to us now.
2: So, overall, I would say that this wasn't terrible. Um, I thought that you know, and and I think it was also the juxtaposition of what how they did in the workroom versus how they did on stage that I was genuinely uh, surprised at how you know overall how good each queen I thought had a moment where I genuinely laughed. So I felt like overall this was really good. Um, I'm glad Alexis Michelle is going home because I found her insufferable, and uh, I I really uh, am glad that she's gone. Um, but I think also this episode, in my opinion, and Star agrees with me. Um, I feel like this solidified the fact that I feel I firmly believe that Jimbo's going to win.
1: So. Oh, I mean, I mean, there's yeah. no way. I mean, it, it would be a travesty if uh, if she didn't. Um, all right. Well, I think I've pretty much left everything that there on the table. I mean, the only real meat on this episode was the roast and we had a lot of say. so that's gonna do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars season eight so for Lorian K. Camp
2: and myself sashay away until next week
3: Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at recap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also watch video versions of the show, and more, over at youtube.com slash dragracerecap. This podcast was produced by Luke Stamen. Taylor the Latte Boy has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Co-Pilot and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMCTaylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Batance. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Alex S. Anonymous. April Pacheco. Astute Girl. Brad Coley. Carter McKinnon. Corinna Williamson. Doofus Maximus. E. Smith. Elizabeth Timmer. Emma. Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckert, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Robin Egenberger, Runner Brandon, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media Podcast.